Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. It is good to have you join me today again as we dive into the Word of God. Great topic this morning. We're going to talk about battling peer pressure and majority rule. So have you ever succumbed to peer pressure and found out it was the wrong choice? I know I sure have. So that's going to be our topic of conversation today and taking a look at the word of God and and what the word of God has to say. But before we do that, I want to welcome those of you who are joining us, especially for the very first time. My name is Ruth Hendrickson, and I run a ministry called RHM International. Our heartbeat is to really see the body of Christ set free so that we can be the men and the women that God's called us to be. Because if you want to see change, if you want to see change in this world, it begins by the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, really stepping into our identity, our destiny, our callings, really being free of all the junk that we drag with us that keeps us silenced, that keeps us cowering in fear, that keeps that holds us back from being who God's created us to be. So with that said, I want to invite you to visit the website. It's ruthhendrickson.org. Take a look at all the material on there, lots of resources for you, some books, uh, blogs, all sorts of good stuff. And while you're there, I want to invite you to join the family and sign up for our email list. We only send out one to two a week. And remember, you can always unsubscribe if you find that they are not better official. So again, that website is ruthhendrickson.org. All right, here we go. Battling peer pressure and majority rule. All right. As I said, I can think of many times where I've caved into peer pressure, at least here in the United States. We're very much in a culture where we want the majority to rule. Interestingly enough, though, sometimes it's the minority that impacts change the most. And we've seen that over and over by where our cultural um, standards are, by what the norms have become, actually have been impacted by a minority. But yet the majority goes and we settle into that. It's really quite an interesting thing when we look at it. But here's here's what I want to say. And and you know, there when we give into peer pressure, when we give into that that pressure to go against the word of God because it's what everyone is doing, or to go against the word of God so that we don't offend somebody. We're actually compromising who God is, we're compromising his greatness, his goodness, and we're compromising who he has called us to be. So I've been studying the book of Acts for a while now. And I periodically periodically run across something that catches my attention, which is how it should be when we study the word, right? Every once in a while, there should be something that we're like, oh my gosh, I hadn't really thought of that. I hadn't looked at that. You know, the Holy Spirit brings things to our attention, right? And and so we go deeper. We could have read the same passage 100 times, 200 times, 300 times, 1,000 times, but all in a moment, the Holy Spirit will highlight something. And so, you know, that's the thing with with scripture. There's always more to learn. It doesn't matter how many times you've read it, how many times you've memorized it. There's always more to learn. So, again, have you ever struggled with peer pressure? Have you ever felt run over by the maturity? I sure have. I feel like that right now, actually. Have you ever noticed that there are times when the majority rule will take you in the wrong direction? Can you think of a time in your life where you went along with the crowd? And you ended up someplace where you didn't want to be. So often we forget that what the majority wants is not always good. All right. 
what the majority wants is not always good. The old saying goes, you cannot please everyone. Amen. I should hear, I should feel the ground shaking with an amen for that one. We can't please everyone, but man, we sure try, don't we? And and we often fall into that trap. So let's look at this. Think from a biblical perspective. Think about the 12 spies being sent to scope out the promised land. They had a promise from God, right? They had a promise from God that they'd been they'd seen God's signs and wonders along the way. They'd seen the they they had seen the plagues in Egypt. They had seen that they were saved from them. They saw the Red Sea part. They they had had God's cloud by day and the fire by night to lead them. His very presence has been there. He he had walked with them on their way to the promised land. They had a promise from God that this is where they were going. This was a land that he was going to give them. And yet when the 12 went in to scope out the land, what happened? 10 of them came back seeing fear rather than seeing the promise of God. Where was the majority report? What was it based on? The majority report was based on a false expectation. It was based on fear. They forgot that God was there, that God was in the mix. And you could call it the God factor. Okay, they forgot about the God factor. So they came back, those 10, there were 12 total, the 10 came back and said, we can't do this. And let me just say the majority ruled. Okay, the people sided with the 10. And so the two who came back with the report of the Lord, the two who came back and said, yep, you know, there's, there's, there's big things over there, but you know, we have a bigger God, we can do this, he's got this, this is his promise, they were, they were basically silenced. Okay, so because they went with the majority, because the majority ruled, because people caved to peer pressure, whatever all was going on in their minds at that point, basically there was a generation of people who died in the wilderness rather than stepping into the promises of God. When we go with the majority rule and it goes against the word of God, we risk being a generation that dies in the wilderness rather than stepping into the promised land of God. Now, remember those 10 spies who came back with fear, who said it couldn't be done. What happened to them? They died in the wilderness with those people. Okay, they were, so, they were part of that generation that died off as, as there were 40 more years of wandering in the wilderness, waiting for that generation to die off and for a new generation to grow up. But the two spies, the minority, the ones who stayed true to the word of God, the ones who would not compromise, Yes, they had to wander with the people. They did, but they didn't die. They watched everyone else die off, but they didn't die because they had held on to the promises of God. Do you see the difference? Do you see the power with walking with the, the, with walking with the God factor, with keeping our eye on that, with keeping our focus, even when everyone else goes against us, even when decisions are being made? But I want you to know those two didn't stay quiet. Remember, they spoke up. Even when the tent said, we can't do this, they still spoke up. They refused to be silenced. And so often we might, we might think, okay, well, this is just the way things went. But the question is, did we speak up or were we silenced? We can learn a lot from Caleb and Joshua, who were two, the two spies who spoke up. Because, again, they spoke up, even though they had to bear the... Um, the unbelief of the people, they still spoke up. They still pointed to God. And because of that, they did get to see the promised land. And interestingly enough, one of the things Caleb says when he gets to go in is, I am as strong now as I was when I came in as a spy. 
See, God kept him young. He kept his strength. He kept him focused because he made a choice to stay with the minority, which happened to be God's way of doing things. So anyways, that that people group paid a very hefty price for majority rule. They paid a very hefty price for if they gave into peer pressure, as I'm sure some of them did because they were human just like you and I. And I'm sure there were some looking around at what their neighbors were saying. And they went, yeah, I agree with the 10 too. It's too scary. It's too big. We can't do this. And so I'm sure it was a combination, but it all rolled into majority rule. It all rolled into aborting destiny. It all rolled into not taking the promised land. It all rolled into a generation not experiencing the fullness of what God had planned for them. It rolled into a generation not walking into the fullness of the promises of God. I don't know about you, but I really do not want to stop short. And yet I know there's times when I have given into peer pressure, when I have been silent when I haven't shared as God has said to share. Now we have another account of majority rule that's in the book of Acts. Here we have Paul and he's bound for Rome or in Acts 27. He's boarding a ship as a prisoner. As they sail, they find the wind is against them and they manage to dock, but in the midst of this time has been lost and the weather's becoming too dangerous because it's now late fall, winter's a coming. All right. And Paul speaks to those in charge about this situation. Verse 10, he says, men, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on shipwreck, loss of cargo and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. Makes sense, right? We can argue that. Verse 12 says, and since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, further up the coat of Crete and spend the winter there. Most of the crew wanted to go up. Hear the majority forming, hear the rule, hear the opinion, hear the peer pressure. So the wind began to blow and off they went. The weather changed abruptly, of course, when they got out to sea. The sailors could not turn the ship around in the wind, so they just let it blow. Wherever the wind took it is where it goes. Where does the majority rule tend to go? Wherever the wind blows. Not where God has said, not the destination that God has said, but wherever the wind blows is often how we see the majority rule going. So of course, as this happens with the ship, they do everything they can to strengthen it. They lighten the load. You know, they're experienced sailors. They know what to do, but the storm continues. And at last, all hope is gone. What happened again? The people listened to the majority. They gave into the majority. It can be so easy to listen to the majority. It can be a pretty big voice, can't it? The voice of the majority often has the potential to drown out the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. The voice of the majority has, it carries with it the potential to drown out the Holy Spirit if we let it. The voice of the majority becomes louder as it becomes louder. As we begin to step into it, we begin to rationalize from a human understanding, from a human level. That's what the spies did. Okay, there's giants in the land. We can't do this. They rationalize from this level. That's what the sailors were doing. They rationalized from this level. Joshua and Caleb were rationalizing from a spiritual level. Paul was rationalizing from a spiritual level. One was a majority rule. The other was a minority rule, but had God in the equation, which always makes it the best option. Um, so again, with the spies, not only did the 10 die in the wilderness, but a whole generation didn't fulfill their destiny. With the ship, by God's grace, all the humans survived. 
And yet there was still loss. All the cargo and the ship were destroyed. Eddie Rancic makes a statement that, and he says that biblical examples of majority rule in decision-making are rare, but always negative. I found that very, very interesting. Biblical examples of majority rule in making decisions are rare, but always negative. We need a re to reminder that just because the majority support a plan or direction doesn't mean they're right. Let me say that again. Just because the majority support a plan or a direction, it does not mean that they're right. Yes, we should seek wise counsel and decisions, but that doesn't mean that we go with the majority. We need to stay sensitive to God and trust him to quicken our hearts and give us the right counsel. And let me say, give us the courage to follow through with it, even when we're in the minority. Because when we're in the minority and we have God in that equation, it changes everything. And we walk into our future. We walk into goodness. We walk into God's plans and purposes. And not only do we walk into that, but we take others with us. Would you rather follow the majority into wandering and abort your destiny? Or whether would you rather lead from the minority perspective with God in the mix and lead and, and step into your destiny yourself and lead others into theirs? So that's it for today. I want to invite you to share this, um, whether you're watching it with the, uh, with the social media components such as Facebook or YouTube, share it, uh, leave some comments. And also, if you're listening to it on Real Truth with Ruth, again, please subscribe, rate, and review. And visit my website, ruthhendrickson.org, as we continue to grow together. Remember, you have plans and purposes, and you may be in the minority. You may even feel like you are the only one. Think of Joshua and Caleb against millions of people, and yet they stood, and they stood strong. We have a choice to make. Do we walk into the fullness of what God has and lead others with us, or do we follow the crowd and miss the mark? Have a great day, everyone. Be so blessed. Remember, you are created for more because you are a son or daughter of the Most High God. Don't ever stop short. Don't settle for less. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.